0: I love the Thundercats because everything they said was so exclamatory. Yeah. He's like, Lionel. Panthro was just like, like <laughs> This tuna milk is fantastic. Dude, none of them were in the same room together. That's what it always <laughs> sounds like. Uh, Thundercats <laughs> always sounds like they're having a conversation across Bruce Wayne's table in Batman <laughs> where he's like, Panthro, are you enjoying the tuna sandwich? Lionel, it's delicious. <laughs> What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Kite Club Podcast. I'm Jonathan Kite. With me as always is my best friend, Mr. Seth Shapiro. Hello world, how are you? And uh that was uh, <laughs> that was a uh, Seth's Hall of Presidents. I'm just kind of checking in, you know. Yeah, a little it's, chat GBT. It's important to
1: check in every now yeah. and then. Yeah.
0: How we doing America? Yeah. Or world?
1: How we doing? You you good? Hey, hey, hey world. Uh, you good? You okay?
0: With us in the booth is uh, Ben, Emmy, and uh, Paul Corey is back with us. Love uh, seeing Paul today. Um, guys, the first rule of Kite Club, you know, tell everybody about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club, tell everybody about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe, share. Sharing is caring, all that good stuff. Leave uh, reviews, please. It helps us out. If you like the show, you know, please let people know about us. Uh, that we're out there. We really appreciate everybody who um, supports the show. I'm going to be at the Hollywood Improv June 15th. And I'm going to be there uh, July 3rd, and I'm going to be at uh, the Tempe Improv, June 29 through July 2nd. Come on out and uh, celebrate America with your boy. Go to JonathanKiteComedy.com for all those dates and everything. Uh, Let me tell you something, brother. uh, Tell me something, brother.
1: I performed with you out there at Tempe around that time, late June. Let me tell you something. Late June is when you want to be in Tempe. Brother. Brother. I My body just had a Vietnam flashback <laughs>
0: and started sweating right now from it. Dude, I stepped off that plane and I just exploded in flame. We did Copper Blues Live, was it last year or two years ago? Two, uh,
1: yeah, two or three years ago already. Walking yeah. to the club. Yeah. I was done. Oh, dude, I get sunburned waiting for my Uber. But I yeah. was like, I'll just, I'll tough it out uh-huh.
0: and walk yeah. the hundred yards. <laughs> and it was... I was like an ice cube who was getting shorter. Yeah. Like, I was 5'11 when I did those shows.
1: Like, I asked the concierge at a hotel, like, do, do you guys have a, uh, is there a fitness room here? They're like, no, no, but you're going to be walking 100 yards places, so you'll be all right. Yeah. That's D- all you're going to need. Arizona,
0: a lot of the years is, is a sauna. Yeah. It's the driest sauna. Yeah. And I remember when the sun was setting, it didn't get cooler. Oh, no, no, no. It just get, it just
1: gets less boiling.
0: Yeah, it's dark and warm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Arizona, See, but, we're dark and warm. <laughs> but I don't mind it, you know, because I'm, I'm originally originally from Vegas. Yeah. So I like the hot and dry. I can handle it. You know what I mean? Because at least you can still do things like in the morning or at night. But we're, when we grew up in Chicago, if it's like negative 30 and snowing out, you can't get up at 7 a.m. and go golfing. I mean, you could. My father does. Like,
0: <laughs> my father has his own he has multiple pairs of snowshoes. Uh-huh. My father is one of those people who's always ready to go get help.
1: Yeah, your your father is definitely um like clothing-wise um he's like prepared for any apocalyptic weather.
0: My father would never have lost at Oregon Trail.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's it's crazy to see dysentery what, dies of him. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. He 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 would he's one of those guys who has
1: Everything for every season. Mm. He's like the he's like better dressed than Ken. He has everything for every season on any possible planet. Oh my goodness. So he is ready for a Venus
0: summer. He he has the thickest welding gear I have ever seen. <laughs> and he would just wear it because once he once he puts it on, he ain't taking that off. Yeah. This isn't it my father,
1: you know what my father's not a quick change guy. <laughs> no. But I imagine he doesn't really need it. I I imagine that your dad's skin is like you can't cut it with a knife at Brother, this point.
0: When I was used to watch, you know how they, they say like when you wash your face like modern, it's like, oh, just be gentle and, you know, let just splash the water <laughs> over. it. My dad would take cotton balls and uh-huh. dip them in witch hazel yeah. <laughs> and he would be trying to rub paint off a boat.
1: A L- little bit of turpentine, splash a little yeah. turpentine take, on it. He took the primer off every time. Yeah, Your dad could sharpen a knife on his own skin.
0: He, so he, that he's, he's his own whetstone. Have <laughs> you ever seen him just sharpen blades?
1: Have I ever seen him sharpen blades? No. Is that something that's so common that I should have seen that by now? If you've ever been to our house or if
0: he's ever come to your house, uh-huh. he shows up. You know, they say don't ever show up empty handed. He shows up with a sharpening stone. I have seen him go to somebody's house and just open up a drawer. Yeah. They're like, where's your dad? And all you hear is shh, shh. And he comes out with a knife, and he goes. Here's the problem. That's how he introduces himself. Yeah, that's his Peter and the Wolf uh, musical <laughs> noise. It's just a, a knife being sharpened. Yeah. It's crazy because he just sort of go. He goes into a house like a, like a like a like the elves and the shoemakers. Uh-huh. He just goes in your house and starts building things. He's the opposite <laughs> of a gremlin, right? Yeah. And so I will not see him. Like when he goes to my brother's house, if I don't see him, I just literally hear him uh, just fixing
1: things up. Where's dad? Oh, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's the worst at hide and seek. He always gives himself away. Well, if he, he would help. He built us a
0: tree house. Did I ever show you the pictures? No, that's super cool. It How was, old were you? Um, 38. No, I was, <laughs> he built us a tree house. I want to say when I was like six or seven years old. Uh huh. And it was a pretty tall tree. He and it had a. a he chain. built the tree. He grew it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's the Johnny Appleseed. He goes, I planted this when we were just a colony, and um, <laughs> Illinois was never a colony. But um, trolls um, <laughs> that he built this up, and he he. It was pretty amazing, and it had a it had a a chain ladder, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. Because, Fully
1: functioning elevator. Oh, that would my father does not use electricity. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah. it was, Oh, I never said it was electric. He hired someone to pulley it up. Yeah,
0: right. It was a dumb waiter. Yeah, dumb waiter. So, um, yeah, we just had a giant troll in our yard. People have garden gnomes. We had a troll. <laughs>
1: going up, going down,
0: menswear, t- tips. Um, the soul of an elf.
1: Sorry. So he. So go back to what he had put in the- uh, So he yeah, built yeah.
0: this thing that was so, it was amazing, and it was really cool to look at that I just remember people driving up and taking photos of it. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those cool things where I always felt that someone was going to try to sneak into the property and like they would fall because if someone gets hurt on your property, you're liable. Yeah. Yeah. And so, the, so. we had to tear it down though because the tree rotted. Oh man. That was a sad day, dude. But that
1: house is still staying. Now it's just a house. Now you guys rent it out. Our house it's was a, a tree house. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And that's how we got our house. Yeah. And now you know the rest of the story. And now you know. That's pretty cool. I wish I had skills like that. my My grandfather, uh, my mom's dad, was an amazing builder. Built a lot. He was, he was a genius with his hands. Built a ton of stuff. Um, And every year, like we built uh, our sukkah, and he would, you know, as a little kid, he would bring me out. That's how much of
0: a knot builder you are. Yeah, you just say builder, not a carpenter.
1: Well, but no, but he was, but he wasn't just a carpenter. He was a builder. He would, he he created. A lot of things. You know what I mean? Like he he did a lot of wood carving. He created an amazing set of blocks for me when I was like three or four. Um Dad does that for the for, yeah, for Lauren's so, kids, my brother's kids. So he did so he he was. He was a creator of all sorts of things like that. Um and I just it didn't translate to me. Like I have I have the skills of someone who has good mental common sense and can apply that to an IKEA. Yeah. Right. And since being a dad. I built
0: IKEA furniture with you.
1: Sure. Yeah. 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 And so, and so since being a dad, I've had a, a thousand of those kinds of projects of things that my wife is like, oh, by the way, I ordered him a blank. And now here's half your Saturday that you're going to have to work on this thing. Yeah. And so I feel confident at that. But, but certainly like I, like I'm an expert layman. You know, but yeah. that's it. Well, that's now it.
0: everything is available online. I remember the Bob Vila videos were coming out when we were kids, mm-hmm. and it was so infuriating how easy... He made it seem, and he sort of never yeah. lost eye contact with the camera. Right, as he he's was not sort of even doing. looking at
1: what he's doing, dude.
0: And it's like, and I remember being there with my father because he built our. He built the deck at our house. He oh, built cool. so. I mean, it was unbelievable. He redid the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. He did the kitchens. I mean, the, he. My dad was essentially Bob Vila without the VHS deal, and he would swear a lot more. Uh-huh. I remember my yeah, dad without just the being, warmth. Yeah, yeah for oh, sure. My, <laughs> my dad was sitting there, and, he'd go, and he go, and I was like, and I go, oh, what happened? He goes. Oh, what the like just this, me just sitting there
1: handing him tools like a nurse at, a, at an operating table. Dude, that That's me. Like I don't consider, I don't consider myself that angry of a person, but man, does my anger come out when I'm trying to put something together. Oh, I am in full on, everything makes me angry. Like, oh, where's that fucking nut? Oh, okay. There it is. Yeah. Stupid thing. Why was it two inches away from where I thought it was? Yeah. I just... I'm mad at the world when I'm building stuff.
0: I feel like there's a troll that works at IKEA that just throws in an extra Allen yeah. wrench or like an extra uh, screw or a nut or a bolt. <laughs> yeah, just imagine. Yeah, you wait, yeah, I, just, yeah, uh, just. Now that's a gremlin. <laughs> the IKEA gremlins. Yeah, this is our Father's mm-hmm. Day episode. This is this will be your third Father's Day. Third
1: Father's Day because my first one, my kid was like three months old, right. and now he's two years and three months. Amazing, amazing. Happy Father's Day. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, appreciate
0: it. What do you guys uh, do for Father's Day? Uh, By the way, Father's Day we can admit mm-hmm. is like it, it's the uh, the redheaded stepchild to Mother's Day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you. I mean the the father that is. It's such a ridiculous holiday in this country mm-hmm. that it's like Mother's Day is it's 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 like second Christmas. For sure, We're, you're celebrating better Jesus. But let's oh, face Oh, where it. did Jesus come from? A mother,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. So she did. She did all oh, the work. The mother of all Jesuses. Yeah. She really made the main sacrifice. Yeah,
0: her body. Yeah. Mother's Day is called Super <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's like Super Christmas, yeah. Mom. Let's face it, though. With the he cr- came out of her box. <laughs> now that's an unboxing video. I'd like to watch. Um, no, but that's uh, when she when he came out. It looks like stockings
0: hanging. You got to roll those back up. That's why we eat roast beef on Mother's Day. Oh, buddy. (laughs) So but Father's Day come on this is a shit holiday bro
1: yeah it's fine I am um, I'm, I'm fine with it not being uh, a big deal your wife has a like, gun over there like my it, like my family would love to make it a bigger deal for me than I like I honestly I don't care not in a nihilistic way but like it really it's okay with me you know my wife yesterday was like throwing out a bunch of ideas she's like we could do this or this I'm like yeah it all sounds good to me really? it all, it all it really it all sounds fine just pick a thing and let's go you know but what the, the Father's Day traditions are fucking garbage
0: they're mm-hmm. like get him a tie that he won't wear. Yeah. Or,
1: you know, boxers and other cologne.
0: I mean, we got my dad boxers one time and that was the only cuz I was thinking about the gifts. I actually uh, just got off the phone with my dad. And I was talking just about Father's Day and everything. That's and why you
1: look so tired. Yeah,
0: Bro, I'm exhausted. <laughs> Dude, We built a... Uh, he had me stay on the phone when we built a deck. He, yeah. I go, Dad, hand I'm me not another... helping. He goes, yeah, hand me another wrench. Dad, I'm just... All right, let me book a flight. Yeah. No, I send it to him. I <laughs> I, uh, I, Amazoned it to him. It's let great. me know when it gets there, when the drone arrives. <laughs> but that's the thing is we didn't do anything. And my mother, the nicest thing was we, Lauren and I would come home and we would plant the garden mm-hmm. with her. That would be like our Mother's Day tradition. But it's such a big thing where we really obviously we do celebrate mothers, but the the father is such an
1: afterthought, the mm-hmm. Father's Day thing. There's no brunch. there's yeah. no there's nothing well, I, I think in general, women like celebrating like like it is definitely a more female thing to like have a birthday week more or a su- month or a month than a, or a year or a year. Yeah. yeah, it's like, all right, guys, next year's birthday year starts next yep. week. yeah, um and so and guys, the day after
0: you have I, a birthday and
1: guys aren't as much like that, I think. and so, but let's face it with the track record that that dads have in general in this country you know they are they are more like the uh, the second thought of parents really i'm going to bring up something for it real quick uh the spending habits compared to
0: mothers day in america right now uh uh-huh. so 13 billion is spent by consumers um and that i mean moms are 163 compared to dads being 116 that's an average spent on gifts for a dad uh huh and so that's not that much difference, if I'm being honest. Right. But, but you you know why? Because you got you get your dad tools. Yeah. That's right. the thing. I so, got my father tools mm-hmm. that he knew he wanted. It was like the it's like a worse Christmas. But I wonder if that also incorporates. Is, he knows what he's getting.
1: But I also I wonder if that also incorporates like um, you know things like like doing dinner or doing activities and things like that, and the prices for that, or if it's just for gifts. I never did. Did you ever do a brunch with your dad for Father's Day? Um. No, I'll our Father's use, Day gift was I leaving mean, him alone. I mean, usually, I mean, usually, my dad. I mean, you know, you, I mean, my dad lives in Vegas, so I would have to be there for Father's Day. Which sometimes we are actually because we tend to go out there for our anniversary, which is coming up in a couple of weeks too. Um, so if we're there, we'll take him out for dinner. Yeah, we'll take him out for dinner. But like, as far as stuff, he's okay without a gift. I'm okay with like to my to my wife uh, and my mother out there by the way who are like wondering what I want for Father's Day or anyone else. I'm I'm cool. I don't need. I need less stuff. I need someone to come into our house and take three quarters of our stuff. So yeah. can you hire a burglar? Can you? That's hire, what I want for what, Father's Day. Can we get ma- a
0: burglar, please? What he wants for Father's Day are repo men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please.
1: I mean, no, you're right. It's, come it's, on in. Fire sale. That's what I want is a fire sale in our house.
0: My father is the most organized hoarder <laughs> I've ever met because what I get for him is, so he collects He collects a few things, right? He collects old time radios, uh-huh. stereo cameras. Uh-huh. Um, Lanterns, Coleman lanterns, turn of the century, eighteen to nineteen hundred, mm-hmm. uh, and he collects Pez.
1: Dude, my my uncle is a Pez collector yeah. as
0: well. My uncle Gordy, my mom's brother. Yeah, so he got yeah. it because he was cool. he was dumpster diving one time and mm-hmm. he found this. Sure, yeah, as you do. <laughs> Cost plus World Market, by the way. I'm telling you right now, this is this is a kite club podcast secret. Uh-huh. Go to the dumpsters. That stuff is still good. They just throw out the packages because it's seasonal. Uh, uh-uh. that stuff is still still great. great. Um I just got the shirt. Um, <laughs> snake season is over not for this guy. But I um, I he said he found a uh, a, a a there's a white-head duck with a red bill and a blue body mm-hmm. and he's and he found one. So he's like I'll take it home and he googled it and it was worth a lot of money. And so at that point he just was like I think I'm going to start collecting Pez. This is my job now. <laughs> so he, I quit, brother. He is he is on a reality show the Great Pez Hunt.
1: Dude, aren't are our dads like not the same guy? Because, you know, that Bob Shapiro love Bob Shapiro is uh, he is also a collector, not luckily his wife has made him not be a hoarder as much as he used to be. But certainly when my dad, my dad's thing is he loves um, I think he gets excited by a good deal. You know, he gets excited by free things, swag. You know you've heard we have some amazing stories we could tell some other time, yeah, but but certainly, my dad is not hurting. He is not wanting for keychains or promotional pens or promotional mini frisbees. The only shirts I've ever seen him wear are free stuff that he got at an event,
0: um, like t-shirts
1: or, or like casinos, you know yeah, that, and, which is why Vegas is like the perfect town for him because casinos always have such great giveaways of gifts that definitely definitely Dad's place has a lot of of casino promo stuff for sure. Well my my parents house looks like a very um distant
0: wing of the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. It's just his, his stuff is well displayed <laughs> yeah. and it's old and it's in great condition and yeah. he's a tinkerer, you know? Uh-huh. And he and, is a builder.
1: Yeah, like it would be like a um like a uh, an exhibit of of like late 20th century pop culture.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And he has he has old Sears Roebuck catalogs. Amazing. He goes, look what I found.
1: Yeah. He just has them. So my dad was here a couple of weeks ago and we had someone over who was um, like doing like a tutoring session yep. with our, with our two year old. And my dad was there and he was wearing a jacket from the Palms Casino. And, and I had told her that, you know, he lives in Vegas. And so when she saw that, she asked me, she's like, oh, does he work for the Palms? And I'm like, no, oh, no. But hold on. No, we no, went no. to go see Ka. If you
0: haven't seen, it's amazing. <laughs> it's an amazing uh, Cirque du Soleil show. And in Bob Shapiro, the best Seth's dad. He knew one of the guys in it from a, a yoga class that they were in together. What was it, uh, a movement class?
1: He, no, I th- it might have been like a folk dance class or an Argentine tango class. Well, that's class the thing. His something.
0: father is an incredible... He's like Jackie Gleason. He's yeah. a little bit of a bigger guy, but he's so light on his toes. Incre- yeah. At your wedding, mm-hmm. he was the best dancer at oh, the wedding. he
1: crushed it, man.
0: I mean, this he's really impressive. I mean, this is not some like guy in the corner where everyone's like, oh, that's cute. He's killing it. He put us all to shame. Yeah, you know, so he, great. we go to Ka. Bob <laughs> happens to be wearing the shirt of the employees and pants and pants, a bright at, red shirt and black pants at the casino. It's the same shade. And so we're going, we, we go backstage because we know one of the perform, he knows one of the performers and we're by association and they, people keep asking him, Informational stuff. Yeah. They're uh,
1: like, oh, wh- hey, where's the lobby? Hey, where do we go to get a drink? Or, yeah. And your re- father didn't say, I don't work here. <laughs> yeah. He was showing them where to go. Yeah. Hey, can you help us to our seat?
0: He goes, guys, I'll be right back.
1: Where do you get that flashlight?
0: <laughs> <laughs> he takes out the understudy bill. He goes, just so you know, the the part of, of Monkey King number one movie by uh, Charles Danovan tonight. I'm like, where did he get oh, no, that? Oh, they're going to say, he's like, by Bob Shapiro. Yeah. I've in five he's minutes. He like, goes, give me one second. He goes, no, no. He goes, what's your name, sir? <laughs> I didn't get Charles Danivan. <laughs> But that was crazy. That's I, my circ name, dude. It was it was so funny that because your your father is so helpful and so sweet, yeah. And he would never he would be like, "Let's find out." And I just remember him like wandering off from the group, and you being like, "Dad, we gotta go. We're following this guy. Don't help the patrons." Yeah, he
1: didn't he didn't realize they were asking him because of what he was wearing. He didn't even realize. He's it. like, "Wow, I guess I just meet, must be giving off like a, a helpful vibe tonight."
0: But she always does. But yeah. to be dressed like an usher at yeah. that circ show on that that day yeah. that was pretty crazy amazing i mean it, it's pretty nuts because um <laughs> anyway well happy father's day yeah thanks buddy
1: yeah happy father's day to, yeah, you. thanks, yeah, yeah. Father's day to uh, your dad and yeah. and maybe to you who knows yeah if call in or please don't, please don't. Mean, are you yeah. sure yeah um yeah. i uh what's going on in the news
0: we got um my oh th- so this is what i wanted to tell you so yeah. my father w- he goes did you hear about so i call him up i haven't talked to him in a while and he goes, Did you hear about over 100 children illegally employed by the U- a U.S. slaughterhouse mm-hmm. in Missouri? And I go, No, I didn't hear about it. And he said, um, th- Yeah, th- that's, th- there's, a, su- there's a-, a sweatshop, a meat sweats shop. Meat sweats. Where they had chainmail gloves on because they were holding the meat and chopping it up with, uh,
1: with cleavers. Yeah, it's not just Missouri, dude. It's like seven Arkansas, Colorado, Indiana, Kansas, Minnesota, Nebraska, Tennessee, and Texas as well and they were hired in Wisconsin fantastic yeah Those are, we're e- killing it every, America
0: every state where you can't get an abortion <laughs> you can get one of these well that's these, why
1: these kids they need were the workers. all supposed to be aborted yeah they need the workers yeah yeah
0: we can't do that they uh, but it, it's pretty nuts to it, that, that that's the news that my father shares with me
1: mm-hmm. you Thank hear you about hear. These,
0: sweat, these meat sweat? Have, have you ever been to a slaughterhouse no have you I haven't, but I have seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
1: Yeah. I don't want to because I know that it is going to-
0: Deter like, you. It's
1: going to turn me vegan. So I'm sure, maybe that's what we're doing for- uh, Father's Day. Father's Day, I was going to say,
0: your, your wife and your mom are taking you to a slaughterhouse. Yeah.
1: They're both vegan, by the way. Spoiler alert. Yeah.
0: Also, there was children found after 40 days in the Amazon survived by eating cassava flour.
1: Yeah, incredible. It it's, is incredible. After a plane crash. They yeah. were in a plane crash. They were the only survivors.
0: It's unbelievable. Yeah. Because you know what they and you know what they didn't do? Hmm. Uh they didn't kill each other. Yeah. Like every story, Yellow Jackets on Showtime or um I haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil.
1: That's okay. That's on me.
0: There's a plane Please crash.
1: Tell. There's a plane crash.
0: And uh they survive on uh cassava flour. No.
1: Yeah. It, on on children. Yeah. It's or uh, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, I definitely would be like after five days of just cassava flour, I'd probably be looking at looking at my fellow survivors and wondering which one is the tastiest.
0: Yeah, I mean the Donner Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. delicious. Yeah, um, I saw Transformers this weekend. Oh, talk to me, man. So, Pete Davidson mm-hmm. was awesome. He killed it. He That's was great. Really, good. Not, I mean, not the, it's not mm-hmm. surprising, but. He was great. He was um, a a really big part of the movie. Here's the thing. Obviously, they're never going to stop making these movies, Mm -hmm. and that's cool, but it's always a little weird when there's not a lot of humans in it, because- You'd think that more people would be aware of giant robots like that's why that's why when we saw Black Adam. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're in Cairo fighting Mm -hmm. and there's like three citizens at the end like fighting a million zombies. (laughs) It looks like a community theater production
1: of superhero dramas where each person represents a thousand. Yeah. Right. And then it's like
0: or it's guys like, oh, and then he takes a wig and comes back (laughs) and he's like, oh, my baby. I mean, like me
1: in college. Yeah. Yeah, I would always play the gu- I in plays in college. I would play like five different characters, and they would all get killed. So I would have to keep changing what I had. But right, yeah, but it's like,
0: it, or it's like, it, it's it's um, it's like the uh, it's like a uh, streetcar named Desire, uh-huh. where they where the, the university just does not have enough people to play that town, <laughs> right. and so it's like they all have sort of like there's like a a, a sticks with heads on them, yeah. you know, on the side, and they're all sort of moving in, in tandem. <clears> that's like what the it looked Jackson like. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. that's what it looked like. Whereas like where the um. Anthony Ramos and I. I'm so sorry. I can't remember the woman's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, they were awesome. I mean, really enjoyable. But the fact that there were only two humans and that the government wasn't involved in all at mm-hmm. all. you know, clearly there's got to be some sort of footage. Or there's no one who's who's seeing it. Oh yeah, uh, Dominique yeah, Fishback. Yeah, she is awesome. Mm-hmm. And they're they're very they're just great. But it's amazing to me that that no one else gets involved. That humans with all this stuff. And by the way, it takes place in the
1: '90s, mm-hmm. where it's like I feel like people would have been
0: interested in this. Well, it's, what I
1: heard is that it takes place in the '90s, but really only in name. That like you wouldn't know that they didn't really service that idea that much. Well, what they one
0: the one line that was weird is one of them said "9/11 will never happen," and I was like, <laughs> "What yeah. did you mean by that?" Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it takes place. Well, in 94 there's, but it, it goes out of its way though, to like talk about cassette tapes and some of these other things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, there's like, Oh, like the, the, uh, the, uh, the background noise is like, so what do you think of Clinton? Do you think that actually went <laughs> in, you know, and it's, but it, it wasn't super obvious that way. Like nobody really had a bag phone uh-huh. or a brick phone, Yeah, brick you phone, know, yeah. or no one was wearing, um, cross colors uh-huh. or a Looney Tunes version of cross colors, or the zebra pants. Yeah. 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 Uh, but with the fanny pack, but it was, I thought it was great, but I did think it was a little weird that there just weren't more people, mm-hmm. they, there were more robots than people. They really are taking our jobs.
1: Well, and the fact that it was such a spectacle, and this is supposed to be a prequel to the Shia LaBeouf ones, the, the original ones that came out like 15 years ago already or, or more that took place then yeah. in, in the mid-2000s. 2007, I and think. And so it's like, where was the... Like, when this happened to Shia LaBeouf, his reaction should have been, if this is all in the same timeline, oh, oh yeah, I'm, like that thing that happened in the mid-'90s that the I news. read about in the news. Yeah.
0: yeah. Think about, like, Roswell, which not a yeah. lot of people saw, yeah. but people heard about. Mm-hmm. Everyone still can't shut up about it. Right. So these
1: giant robot car trucks... It would have made news. That's what I mean. It would have probably been like within the first three pages of the of the newspaper. It would have been the entire newspaper. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. No, I know. Yeah, it's like, but yeah. or it would have been every news story, and
0: like people just aren't covering it, yeah. which was so funny.
1: Hey, did you? Hey, can you imagine that crazy
0: space robots thing? No, I missed it. Wait, what happened? Yeah, yeah. Sh- yeah Shia LaBeouf would have had to have been a heck of a lot. Uh, younger I, uh, that he was like oh I wasn't alive for that
1: right like how people are for like now for 9-11 dude you know I've made a decision I know I'm about to get like hate from a certain demographic and turn off but here's here's my old man rant. Bro, I'm it, already on board if you I know what you're doing if you don't have a memory about 9-11 it's it's hard for me to take you seriously about anything
0: but also you know how people Sorry. I feel like there's something going on right now and I know again we're old man in the sea mm-hmm. I know that's ageist yeah but but people go oh I that happened before I was born yeah, and you're like the Sorry. Internet, yeah the internet allows
1: that to never right there's no way to that statement everything and, is recorded now every like people who are kids who are live now their entire lives are documented online yeah
0: but also everything. history and everything is so history. easy when somebody references something they're like oh I don't get that I,
1: I, Yeah,
0: I'm too old, or I'm 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 not old for that. I'm like,
1: can I tell you something? It's 2008. I got son of a bitch. I don't remember if I told you this, but this infuriated me. But I was somewhere where they were showing, uh, where they were showing Teen Wolf, the original, one of your absolute favorites. If you haven't seen Teen Wolf,
0: (laughs) it's the greatest film ever made. I
1: mean, it's terrible, but it's great.
0: It's terrible. You know, in an an 80s, I don't think it's terrible i just watch it again the movie doesn't make any sense yeah. and i love it
1: right of course it's one of those that we love but anyway yeah love it not gonna hate on it no, it's the best i love Teen wolf yeah. and um anyway this guy probably like mid tw- mid-20s yeah and he sees this and he goes what is that i go it's teen- i go dude it's teen wolf michael j fox teen wolf and he goes oh he goes did they make a movie based on the tv show because of the recent TV show that was just on what MTV or something it like was. that, yeah. And they go, did they now? They I think they actually did make a movie based on that recently. But he, I go, no, dude, that TV show was based on an old mo- movie from the eighties. He's like, what? This was mind blowing to him. And we well, watched this for five minutes, and all he was doing, of course, was shitting on it. Like this is terrible. But that's the problem. Yeah.
0: That's the stupidity that they can't believe that the things that they like yeah. are based on something else. Yeah, that they're like, no, everything today must be. In a... By the way, nothing today is original. Everything before them was ancient history, but also that, that they can't believe it exists. It's like this thing, Transformers, yeah. that you guys
1: like. Yeah. That's as old as Teen Wolf. It we're, came out in 84, I think we're becoming such old people. But like, I do think there's a difference because when we remember were... COVID. Because <laughs> when we were kids, I think that maybe it's just because of how we were raised who our parents were, but I definitely got a good dose of pop culture from the seventies, the sixties, the fifties, because that was like my or parents' you independent music. research. But, but also I was exposed to that as a kid like that, you know, like so much music, like, you know, right. I mean, that's what my parents' favorite. Everything is from, from those eras. And so I got that. Like, I'll have to say there was one thing that, that made me happy and hope for the future is I went to my cousin's daughter. Daughters Bat Mitzvah, like, last November. First Bar Bat Mitzvah I've been to in, like, 20, you know, 25 years or something, right? And they played a lot of great music from the 80s and the 90s at the Bat Mitzvah. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, it's cool. Like, these kids, and they were, like, singing and dancing along. So I'm like, all right, that's cool. You know what? Maybe it's because their parents are now... Our age, and because we love so much pop culture from our childhood, that we're doing what our parents did. But I also
0: talk about this. So I, it's the
1: Gen X's kids. It's that really the bit suck.
0: that I talk about. I, I do think that stuff from the '80s. It was the first time that things were so well branded. They mm. just keep making stuff. Yeah. Right. The fact that they're making Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again, or Ghostbusters, or Transformers, they keep making things from that era because the worlds were so rich. GI Joe, all
1: this stuff. Yes, but also marketing-wise, it's it's like a near slam dunk home run. Yeah, it, it's like a guarantee because you have people our age, and now the uh, the kids of our age are the are the age for it.
0: Totally agree.
1: Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's pretty smart. Pretty smart. What's what's missing? What what needs to have a remake that hasn't been yet? Like, what's a really great thing? Voltron. Yeah, but do you, but Voltron was never as popular as. Uh, you know, Transformers or Get Out. Yeah, I'll show myself out. No, it wasn't. It wasn't as popular as that. Or He-Man. I mean, the answer is He-Man. Right, He-Man. But they're doing that, right? Aren't they? I, they doing always He-Man? say
0: they're going to do that. Yeah.
1: I love that. I love He-Man
0: so much mm-hmm. that they tried to do a, a a Netflix cartoon about it. It was
1: it was fine. It was fine. Thundercats would be a good one. They tried to do that a they remake did, of that. Yeah, not the movie, but they did a, a TV show a, remake. A, yeah. 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 I never caught it, but it doesn't look the same. That's the thing. Is like I want that old. Japanimation 80s look yeah of course but it wasn't it was you know brand new computer Lion-O Lord of the Thundercats Shnerf. everything
0: was I love that I love the Thundercats because everything they said was so exclamatory yeah it's like Lion-O Panthro was just like Like <laughs> this tuna mill just fantastic Dude, none of them were in the same room together that's what it always sounds like <laughs> uh, Thundercats always <laughs> sounds like they're having a conversation across Bruce Wayne's table in Batman <laughs> where he's like Panthro are you enjoying the tuna sandwich, Lionel? It's delicious.
1: You know what was great and about you said. What was great about snurf. What was great Lion-o. about uh, about um, Panthro is he was the black one, oh. and they made him a different color. Yeah, they're like you're you're going to be blue. The black the black people of the Thundercats universe are blue. And also he he
0: talked. He had a little bit of a street slang to him. Right. He's like Lionel. What <laughs> are you talking about, Willis? You're like, what? Why would you do that? Because it was Lino the 80s. today, bro. Lino today, or uh, yeah, um, uh, Panthro today is like for shizzle. It's like Panthro. No one says that anymore.
1: Right? Yeah. It's a little awkward because in their universe, it's Blue Lives Matter. So it's the exact opposite. Anyway, uh, yeah, they
0: all have taxoplasmosis. <laughs> what is it? Uh, taxoplasmosis. <laughs> I think the humans are going blind from our cat shit. I've got feline sickle cell. I have, yeah. Narf, I think I have HIV. Oh, wait a minute. It's
1: feline and schnarfs. <laughs> I have full-blown <laughs> schnarfs. Yeah. That was his version of Smurf. Yeah, that, yeah. they did I a th- special episode. Every 80s show had a special AIDS episode. I love to
0: get tongued in the schnarf.
1: <laughs> uh, snarf,
0: are you cleaning your snarf? <laughs> I counted off a toilet, snarf. Narf. Somebody needs to change my kitty litter. It's full of shit. Schnarp. It's <laughs> like you, but you he, said the You say the word. <laughs> and then yeah, Chitara and Kitten and Cat mm-hmm. or Mumra. Dude. Mumra. Yeah, I am the living. I mean that guy was awesome, but do you remember He was a scary dude. It was and then it, dude, he was one where you're like, "Oh shit. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Don't fuck with this guy." He
1: was a scary bad guy for sure.
0: And but that show was so rich
1: with characters. Mm-hmm. And uh Man, they need to bring that back. Yeah. Okay. Here's let's. What would be untouchable? What should they absolutely not do a movie or TV remake of? Back to the Future. Yeah, for
0: sure. I think that we can all agree that that one is going to that. You know, Rick and Morty. It does its own thing. It's enough. Not really. No, but it's enough. That's an homage to that. Yeah, yeah. that's what I
1: mean. So you could do an homage or something. Um, Don't don't touch don't touch my Back to the Future. Yeah. It would be amazing if they did a Princess Bride remake. Like with the original cast.
0: I mean, that'd be impossible.
1: Well, no, but I'm saying that's why it'd be amazing. Considering because they'd have to bring Andre the Giant back to life.
0: They do with AI.
1: Right. Anybody want to? Anybody want to? <laughs> Anybody? We need to find a way to uh, to you know, shoehorn in you Princess know, Bride every week. Do
0: you know that Andre the Giant was original? He was in the original Fast and Furious. Seriously? I did it for, oh. fa- <laughs> did it for family. <laughs> With him in it, right. cars can't go fast or furious.
1: Yeah, uh, 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 I get it for family. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great for Princess Bride, but only if it was only maybe if only if it was written and directed again by Rob Reiner. But it could. I right. mean, they they
0: we talked about that before. They're doing a they're doing uh maybe a Broadway musical about it. Oh, cool. They're doing a Back to the Future musical. Oh, that's that,
1: been around for a while.
0: That's but um, but that's what I mean. They, that's the way around it. They sort of do because mm-hmm. I would say Wizard of Oz. I mean, obviously it's forever ago, and then they did Wicked. They right. like I feel like the musical is always like a fun way to bring in a new.
1: Yeah, Wizard of Oz would be interesting if uh, they've done it a million. They, well, I, they've done a but but they've done like like musical productions of it, but they haven't done like an actual remake of the film. Film like full on. No, you know what I mean, which could be interesting.
0: But in terms of cartoons. I mean, in terms of stuff that's untouchable, I, you know what I don't want to see, hmm. or maybe I do? Those Care Bear movies, where Ugh. the kids were on hard drugs. I don't want to watch the original. <laughs> oh, dude. The Care Bear stare? That felt a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, yes. this, this guy's not wearing any pants.
1: Even even when I was like- What's that on his chest? <laughs> even when I was- It's a wet spot. Yeah. <laughs> Even when I was young enough to, that for, to be of the demographic for Care Bears, I was still not into it. I liked it. I was them. like, this is too baby for me. The movies,
0: I still watch them. No, the, uh, the movies are a little weird because mm-hmm. there is a kid who is on hardcore drugs mm-hmm. and he's getting dealt drugs mm-hmm. and they're trying to save him from becoming an addict. Wait, for real? Yes. It's a drug movie. I yes. mean, it's a
1: movie about, it's just an intervention.
0: Yeah. No, they're, no, they're gummies. <laughs> talking about he's he, that's how he gets he goes eat me out all <laughs> oh, right come on come on dude we'll cut that out dude. yeah we won't and uh but uh, what else yeah there's got to be sacred
1: because they tried to do a um a, a pikachu detective pikachu movie the pokemon movie yeah it got overall good review i didn't see it. i didn't see it, it either was it. but it was the kid who was also in the dungeon of dragons that you recently saw awesome that dude. he's gr- yeah very good justice v- smith it was justice he smith. was fun great
0: actor mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's tough because you're always going to have people that are gonna be like, "This isn't." It doesn't remind me of my childhood, so I hate it. Mm-hmm. And then new people. The reason I like doing it is I like for people to discover this stuff. I love sure. He Man. I love um, Voltron. Mm-hmm. I mean, Voltron was essentially um, a Japanese. I mean, it's what they did with Power Rangers. Remember they tried to do a new Power Rangers?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Recently.
0: Yeah, Brian
1: Cranston was in it. Um. Yeah. And then whoever played the voice of the robot was like some young famous person. It wasn't Pete Davidson. I'll look it up. But, uh, yeah, that, but it didn't do well at all. It got terrible reviews. I didn't you see it. Imagine. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a speaking of, you know, so what was released today in 1982 was ET. Oh, really? this, this week.
1: Was that your first
0: movie? First movie I ever saw in the theaters mm-hmm. and my mother and father took me, my brother was too young. Um, my they took me to go see it and when et is getting captured by the government mm-hmm. and he's on the operating table and you know he looks like a, a dried out cat turd yeah <laughs> that he i get up, i get up and i start screaming at the top of my lungs because i love that alien so much uh-huh. and i was like what's happening to him and my and this is the 80s i mean these theaters were packed it was either that or read a book <laughs> in the 80s right these are the only two options And, and the room, I mean, it was just packed. And so my mom had to shush me and pull me down Uh and she's like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. You
1: would have been three. That's pretty scary for a three year old. Yeah. I mean, even ET, if you don't find him beloved and cute, you could, I could see a three year old being scared of ET, but he was, yeah, well he did look like a ball sack. Mm -hmm. I wonder if somebody was, well, that's, we talk about that with Alf
0: all the time, but how Alf, if you put a pair of sunglasses on your dick,
1: it's Alf, it's Alf. Yeah, it's Alf blowing the saxophone in the opening credits, and all he's looking Look for
0: is cats. Mostly. Um, were you nodding? You were.
1: Oh, it was Bill Hader who did the voice of the
0: the robot. In, oh yeah. no way! Yeah, yeah. Love in Bill the... Hader. So, but what was your first movie? Do you remember?
1: No, I don't, man. And I asked my parents, and they don't remember. They were on so many drugs in the eighties. Yeah, kidding. Very, very much kidding. I what I the... what I love is the uh, is that the the just the audio version of the podcast yeah yeah we have to <laughs> there're going to be a lot of knowing looks to the camera that aren't going to translate yeah it's like you really have to listen to this and then watch it on YouTube to get the full effect the the thing about we,
0: we would we would go see movies all the time when i was growing up mm-hmm. because uh, we had this skokie theater and my grandmother used to take us all the time mm-hmm. so i saw hook in the theater i saw Roger Rabbit it For was sure. it was awesome i hope they don't make remake Roger Rabbit
1: no no that would yeah, stay definitely stay away from that one. Man. Do you know
0: who was supposed to play Eddie Vallant, but he turned it down? In the original? Mm-hmm. Who? Eddie Murphy.
1: Really? He
0: said it was the only s- film that he'd ever regretted turning down. Because a mm-hmm. guy like, I mean, one of the greatest who ever did it, Eddie Murphy, was offered everything. And he turned, you know, he, he wow. you know, even his like bad movies are still pretty
1: fucking great. He's so talented. I mean, it's like, right, guy, he's always enjoyable watching, even in bad movies. Right. Yeah. And so, um, but man, but Bob Hoskins is so perfect for that part. Here's
0: why it would have been a little weird because it was the 1920s in San Francisco mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. and the thing is the, the, the cartoons, people were racist against the cartoons. Remember they didn't want, they, they kept them in a separate area Yeah, because they were colored. That's where I was going with it, and Uh, so sorry, buddy. No, no, no. Did I step on it? No, no. We'll cut that. Let's go. So they were racist against the cartoons Mm -hmm. because they were colored. No, no. I'm just kidding. We'll keep yours. So, (laughs) but the um, but it's true. Right, they
1: were a separate class, exactly. And so I
0: think that that would have Mm -hmm. been a little confusing for the. I mean, obviously it would have been amazing to see Eddie Murphy do anything, Mm -hmm. but I think that that would have maybe. It wouldn't. I don't know that the the message of it was where it's like you know people just were treating everybody that didn't look like them badly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, and talk about scary at the end of that when Judge Doom comes
1: out. Oh, super creepy man. I mean, holy hell. So do you know? You know what? I'm going to save this for a future one so I can get all my ducks in a row to talk about this. But But you voted for Trump. (laughs) But there is isn't- I mean, the episode's done. Just three times. There is an amazing. there is this amazing, uh, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory, but more just like a a, a life fan theory that's also about movies about uh, Christopher Lloyd, that he's actually a gray alien. A graylian? A graylian. If that, you know, you know. Well, that's his Armenian name originally. Graylian? Yeah. His no, name no, is Armin Agralian. That's the color of his
0: Mercedes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Grayling, Gray Graeli Mercedes, please, my friend, friend,
1: please, my friend. Um, he, but there are please, several blog. movies throughout his career, including obviously the Back to the Futures that, um, that hint at the fact that he's like a super intelligent, um, extra dimensional being. Um, and, and that's one of those, those movies because I'm going to get all my ducks in a row. We're going to talk about it cause it's really crazy. Interesting. Yeah. let's. I'm, have not, it. I'm not
0: saying I believe it. <laughs> okay. But. There it is again. Your mom's like, why does the why does the podcast keep stopping?
1: <laughs> yeah. Why are there random pauses on here? So, um, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to really talk fun. about it.
0: We're going to talk about it. Do yeah. you, um, do you have any Oivea of the day?
1: Um, I, I've had a, a couple of awkward restaurant situations lately. Um, and I know maybe you do too, or well, go, go with your Oivea and maybe I'll piggyback off.
0: My Oivea of the day is, so both Seth and I were servers for a long time, many, many, many years. And, we rely on tips and i think both of us are pretty good tippers mm-hmm. and i think that i'm lucky enough to have worked in places that that they were they were full all the time and i really appreciate people's tips literally got me to this point you know they were funding our career before we started acting and doing comedy while we were trying to make that and you know 18% it's gotten right it was 10% in the old days then it got 15 then 18 then 20 and i think that we are 25% tippers you know on the reg Um, and even if something's going bad, I tend to give the server the benefit of the doubt because I've been in that situation.
1: We know that when something goes wrong, there are so many reasons why that aren't necessarily the server
0: kink in the hose and you don't know where the, why the water is stopping. The
1: only time I will ever reduce the tip is if I somehow, which is not. Often, if I somehow know hundred percent for a fact that it's a server screw up, but even then, I know the tips also go to other people. So it's like then I'm taking away from the kitchen or the bar or something.
0: Right, else. but they're a representative of the restaurant, right?
1: And so, and, and obviously, you can get a
0: manager. You know, what I'm, I'm just saying, there are other people you can talk to. It's not like you're, you know, it's just an, an automated McDonald's or whatever. But the thing is, that's happening with what happened in COVID culture is that we were over tipping in a good way because we wanted people. We number one, we were thanking them for putting their health on the line in a global you know, pandemic and a crisis like this. And I totally get that. But I feel like outside the service industry, people just started attaching tips to everything. Mm-hmm. And I was at a grocery store the other day, and there was a 10, uh, 15, 20, 25% on the grocery store cashier. And I took a cab the other day um, when I was on the road doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. When I got out of the cab... And I swipe my card, the tip, they give you three options. It started at 34%.
1: That is preposterous. It was dude. insane. I mean they must literally then be not be paying them anything you know you had so they must be completely relying on the tips which even then that's a really good I mean that's a good thing are not what are we doing doing this it stuff? An,
0: right it was an accredited cab company yeah and it was like you know it wasn't just some guy that picked you know sometimes you know you, you see a driver at the airport it's like I'll take wherever you're going for 20 bucks or whatever you know then you'll you' reflects
1: on the tip now this was a cab company you were making 34 percent you said a really great thing about this when we were talking about this the other day about and I'm gonna just Give you the idea so that you can say it, since it's your words, about how this benefits only the the company, the management. Yeah, right? it doesn't. So the idea <clears throat> that that when you
0: tip people, um, you're not the servers don't get paid. Right. So and it's in and it's an hourly thing and it's gone up slightly. But obviously with inflation, they try to accommodate. It's never right on. And so there's a 20 percent thing that's being added to a lot of restaurants right now that we were talking about. That that isn't even the tip. It's a service charge that Mm -hmm. gets added. And they say that a portion of that, right, goes to the server, but also to other people. And if you feel so inclined to give your server a tip, that that's on top of that. So if you have a $100 bill and then there's already a 20% service charge, which I'm totally great with, that's 120 bucks, 100%. But then to say, that money, just so you know, we, we put it on, we automatically put it on and it doesn't go to your server. This, some of it
1: will. Some well, of it. how much? Who knows? I don't
0: know. So the craziest thing about that is, then if you feel so inclined to tip your server on
1: that, you're essentially, you're paying a third of the check in just the tips. Right. And how are you... Sub- and because you don't know, then then people who like us, who like we want to be conscientious, we don't want our server to get screwed over because of something ambiguous, we err on the side of, well, I guess I better give some extra. Right. And so that only benefits the company because it means that the
0: company is not paying the employees. Yeah. And I was... I they in the quote ra-
1: unquote are, but they're
0: doing it from the service fee. Dude, I used to work at a restaurant where we would pool tips. They illegally... Took forty percent of our wages to pay the management staff, unbelievable. Which is illegal. It was forty five percent. It was, it wasn't unbelievable. It's was fucking insane. Yeah. And then I straight remember illegal, straight up, dude. Brown. So I went. So I was working a shift one night, and I asked this guy, and I go, because I got the envelope, and it was one hundred and twenty bucks. And I went to the other guy who I knew was a big who got a big earnings, and I said, Hey, man, I gave four hundred fifty bucks. I had got made that alone that night for me, you know, small mm-hmm. restaurant. He had made four hundred bucks. And I said, well, there weren't that many servers on how the balls did how are we walk walking with, with yeah. whatever 120, whatever 150 it was. And that's when we found out that they were literally taking our money to pay all of the staff, which, yeah. by the way, I'm saying and, and, it, and it took them completely off the hook. And I just think that that idea is snowballing right now. Because we're obviously back to normal because I, I had an idea for a New Yorker cartoon where it would be a guy at a bank who was talking to a bank teller. And at the end, when he was signing off on his credit card to make the deposit, there was a tip option Yeah. at the
1: bank. That's great. That's it's great. But it's like, you know, and it's. You know, I think it it just goes to show my one of my worst fears about about our species, which is that we really will only do the right thing if we're incentivized in not being caught. You know what I'm saying? It's like people will only do the right thing um when when people are looking.
0: Oh, absolutely. Which
1: I guess is like one of the great maybe one of the benefits of organized religion.
0: I thought you were going to say of ring cams.
1: <laughs> no, organized religion. Yeah, of course. You well, plant, that's why. Plant that ID in people's heads, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, right.
1: You're always being watched. That bro, that's what ring cams are. Mm-hmm. They're Jesus for your home. <laughs> um that's how, they, uh, that's how they try to sell it. In the, in, you know, yeah, like,
0: the ring is the halo over your head. <laughs> I'm Jonathan Kite for Seth Shapiro, Emmy, Ben, Paul in the booth. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us. This has been Kite Club Podcast. We'll see you next week.